Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. Who, messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one-man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> This week's episode of Book in the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast, where today we're going to be talking NWA, WCW, Saturday night on TBS from December the 5th, 1987. We are nearing the end of the year, only a few weeks to go before we turn the page into 1988. I'm sitting here with Hard Body Hopper and not Doc Turner. If you heard him on the patron episode, you will know that uh, Lance is making his NWA show debut tonight. He's Popping his cherry, I guess you can say. <laughs> so, um, Hopper, you got to be nice. Don't, um, yeah. you know, well, at yeah, least the first, you... first five minutes, at least. Yeah, well, whatever, bro. You're trying to take his spot. That's what this uh, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, you're, so you're, you're, you're like the fake diesel. The fake diesel. Yeah. Oh, the, fake, the fake Darren. Right. <laughs> Shemp of the Three Stooges. Yeah, exactly. You're trying to take his spot, dog. <laughs> I'm an acquired choice. <laughs> I'm just an acquired like, uh, Steve Young taking Joe Montana spot. Well, Steve Young won a Lombardi, so I yeah. mean, I guess that's not really a bad thing. It's whatever. Think about he it. won one. Well, it's more than you won. Oh, no, yeah. Brady, Brady took over. Brady took over for uh, Bernie Kosar. Who was that? Aunt Brady Did took he? over. No, he didn't. No, that was, uh, Who was Drew. That? Drew uh, Bledsoe. Oh, Joe Bledsoe, yeah. yeah. Bledsoe, yeah. Yeah. Lance is the Danny White that's taken over shit. from Roger Stallman. <laughs> that's the worst fucking Danny White. <laughs> that is such shit. That's, that's the worst. Nice. I'll take I'll take anything else. I told you. Man, you All right, people, so we're going to... You got people here at local radio. They're so Danny White. Got hard-ons for Danny White. And I'm like, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, we know you were a Starbuck fan because that was about your... Uh... Your, your uh, time when I was <laughs> <laughs> all right all right well, let's uh let's uh let's uh let's keep the show moving we'll try not to talk over each other because uh we're not used to working as a trio yet but we'll we'll make the best of this situation i, I personally will enjoy having lance here since he's always on the world-class shows with me uh every other week when we take uh two episodes of world-class sometimes three episodes of world-class and we dive into them on the patreon side of things at tinyurl.com slash patreon btt the man knows his world-class history let's just leave it at that he is a he is an expert and there's no other way to say it i i don't know anyone who knows as much about that territory than he does so as we get rolling, as always, special shout out to our largest patron contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie at K underscore row 86 and Mike Childry. Thank you for your patronage. We appreciate it. And then I want to mention, a, I got to mention a couple of things because 
We made a, a new Patreon announcement last week at the end of the show, and I just want to say uh, welcome to all the new patrons out there that signed up on Patreon. Tommy Thibodeau, J.R. Randall, uh, Chris Cepeda, Damon Wilson, longtime listener Chris Cepeda at that, so thank you for signing up. Uh, Kenny Byersdorf, he is actually in the BTT Hall of Fame now. Uh, Kenny, remind me when you get to your seventh month, and I'll make sure your first t-shirt is on the way. Clifton Harris, longtime listener, he moved over from pod being the patreon and then we had a bunch of people bump up to the five dollar tier so that they could get the jim crockett promotions pay-per-views and clash of champions as we roll into 1988 and jim crockett promotions in the nwa big j Sampson, Kristen e bolin jason ward will harkey william bozard patrick wagner ted henschel and kevin mathers all bumped up their patreon level so that they could get the clashes of the champions and the jim crockett promotions nwa WCW pay-per-views we are about to get into in 1988. So thank you very much. Harper, I usually throw that doc and ask him if he's got some kind of spotlight, some kind of, you know how he is. He likes to, he's, he does his spot monkey shit every episode, right? So, yeah. Uh, do you want to spot monkey it up for everybody or you don't have anything? Well, uh, today's uh, docaholic is going to be Steven Jaworski. How about that? I feel like, I feel like Steven Jaworski gets it every week, even yeah. when I'm getting it. Okay. Uh, Lance Steven is a longtime listener, a patron oh, yeah. of the show. I, yeah. Uh, Harper's I, I, got I, some kind of. Okay. Harper's got some kind of weird <laughs> infatuation with the man. I mean, do you need Steven to come crank you off one like happened in Abducted in Plain Sight, Harper? Look, man, I can't stand my wife. I haven't got laid in a while. And could you relieve me in a form of masturbation? That's nice. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Have you seen that uh, documentary, Lance? Abducted in Plain Sight? No. No. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. bro. You should watch it. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. It's on Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Yeah, I see it a uh, week or two. It's been out a couple of weeks now? About a month or it's, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it's, we just did a patron episode on it, and good God. Um, I don't know if there's anything else to say other than to listen to it if you're a patron. And if you're not one, become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Uh, Harper, you were a lot milder than I thought you would be on that episode. I thought you would really uh, I was, light up into those parents. I didn't want y'all, you know, I'll just let y'all get y'all shit in. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, Lance, anything uh, you want to mention before we get into the main part of the show where we're going to talk some NWA here? No, I'll just sit back and try to throw stuff in where I can, where I fit in. Uh, all right. So, Hopper, be nice. Jesus right. Christ. Doc doesn't even well, – I don't even want to talk about why Doc's not here. If you're wondering, let's just say LaFonda, Mrs. Doc, put her foot down, and we're just going to leave it at that, okay? Uh, he may miss two weeks, three weeks. We're really not sure at this point, but – um, this ought to tell you who runs the ship over there and is steering that sum. <laughs> That's <up>. nice. <laughs> it's a fact too. Anyway. All right. Let's, uh, let's jump in. So again, we are doing, it is December 5th, 1987. Like I said, only this is the, uh, one of four more weeks in December of 87 that we'll be doing. They open up the show. They are in the Miami convention center, Miami beach, Florida, uh, Hopper asked me pre-show if this sucker was still open. I have no idea. Yeah, but, um, it's still they, there. It is? Okay. Yeah. It's uh, Larry Zabisco versus Barry Windham. Larry and Barry are wrestling at the start. And then they cut to the opening. And then they go straight back to the Miami Convention Center where Zabisco and Windham are joined in progress. 
in progress with Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross on commentary. Uh, so I guess I'll ask Hopper first question, and then uh, you too, Lance. Uh, Hopper, did you notice who the referee was uh, yes. in that match? Yeah. Who, and they say who? his name a couple of times. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yeah, uh, back in the day, it seemed like they showed him a, said the names a lot more now. You never hear the refs' names now. Right. They just they just stormtroopers in the background. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I that's, mean that's basically it. That's I mean you you never hear. I mean like we we know who the refs are uh, most like Mike Kyoto and we we know some of their names, but they don't make it a point. Like I can think of uh, Mid South and even uh, in World Class with Bill Mercer. I mean they they would say David Manning and Bronco Lubitsch's names a hundred times an episode. Um, yeah, so, for sure. You know. Uh, Lance, any thoughts on uh, the opening as we uh, keep moving? No, I think this was filmed a couple of days earlier, but you know, aired on that Saturday the fifth. That's uh, Zabisco's thirty-sixth birthday. He'd been around a while. Yeah, they said eleven did... years. Yeah, they did. They did say that about that. Yeah. They sure did. But uh, yeah, he turned thirty-six, and then you know, just Barry. You know, he's just. I did appreciate him at the time. Some guys I didn't appreciate at the time. I just seen these guys at a house show. He's just, uh, you know, one of the top guys right there. It's just his knees just start going on him. Uh, he's so, about to turn hill right here. Not, not on this episode. Right. Um, so we were, we've been talking about this on the show the last few weeks. We, we talk about how Barry was mismanaged. At least we felt he was as, uh, as 87 rolled on. And uh, Lance, I know you haven't been watching week by week, so it may be hard. But earlier in the earlier in the year in '87, Barry was in a feud with Flair, and then as we get a shot of Barry's ass, yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, we're, we're watching it um, as we're talking here. Uh, but Barry was um, he was really hot at the beginning of '87. Um, do you how much do you remember? of him during like mid 87 up until now, Lance. Oh, I was, I was watching it all. I just wasn't into that Western heritage belt at all that I never, you know, and I'm not that big into Zabisco. I definitely wasn't big into Zabisco at this time. I was okay with him in nitro, but I was, you know, yeah, everybody's got their guys. They don't care. I just, you know, never cared for him. I'd seen him in early 83 on TBS. Uh, he was good with the national title and killer Brooks and all that, but I wasn't into this area era at all. Of, of Zabisco. Uh, yeah, me either. But Barry, I agree that Western States Heritage, we've talked about it at nauseum, how it's like we just kind of thought, you know, Barry was floundering and not really doing much, even though he had that title. I think actually the turn we'll see uh, in a few months or so is probably worthwhile. But uh, this ends up being a, a pretty long match. Uh, Jim Ross, he made it feel bigger than what it was, but uh, the crowd wasn't really into it, in my opinion. It ends up being a time limit draw. Barry had Zabisco at a sleeper, but time expired. Hopper, I wanted to throw it to you because we've we've talked about when they go to the live arenas and whatnot. Um, didn't it seem like uh, whenever they're like in the Mid-Atlantic area that the crowds are much more lively than they were in this one? Yeah, man, I love these shows. It's This was almost, it, it, it would be like watching a Saturday night's main event or, or something. When you got a treat like this with these fucking yeah, when, shows, when they're when they're when they're live, and I'm, I say live, we know this wasn't live. Right, like said it was recorded a few days before, but uh, where they're actually out in a venue of some sort, and and there's actually a crowd. My thing was the Miami fans are a lot quieter than you find. You know, when they were in those mid Atlantic towns, is what I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like Miami, it's a whole different. Uh, 
those were like southern towns and and along the coast miami is a whole different it's like it's like a new orleans it has its own different personality yeah that's true that's you know true it's too. not like charlotte you know if you compare jacksonville to charlotte the only difference is you know charlotte has you know a different football team yeah no no i hear you yeah uh uh, Lance, any thoughts on on the match at all? Is um, like I said, it ends at a time limit draw. Uh, we had a, a sleeper put on at the very end of it. No, there's not much, you know. And the crowd is uh, as as my phone. I didn't turn that down. Um, the crowd is kind of on their hands for it, so no, no big deal. But it's you know really great to have that as their first match. And you know they pump up this Hayes Flair match the whole show, and then about halfway through they say, you know, if we've got time to show the whole thing and stuff, they really screw you on that. But you know it's cool to see Barry going at it, and a pretty much a main event right here at the first match because the rest of the stuff is nothing. Yeah, they put the boots to us at the end, man. We get we get the shaft when it comes to that. That's, we got a raw end of the deal there. But all right, so like we said, it ends with the the sleeper, but it ends up in a time limit draw, so time expires. Uh, they then go to the studio, and I'm not the studio, but it's Jr. and Shivani. They officially open the show, and we have um, they got Sting with them. Uh, Sting is out there challenging Flair, and he begged him for a title shot and beating his chest. And man called Sting. Uh, I know. Harper's thoughts on Sting, Lance. We haven't had you on here before. What are? Did you like Sting during this era, or were yeah, you kind of man, like, eh. a teenager, a teenager. I mean, I turned eighteen this week in eighty-seven. Uh, yeah, that's okay. And plus, you know, he's freaking huge. I mean, he is. His shoulders and biceps are. It's so crazy because I hadn't seen him built, uh, you know, in years back these tapes. And, man, he is built uh, crazy. There's some kind of creepy uh, creepy cop that's standing behind him, starts pushing and moving the fans. This guy just walks up. Yeah, <laughs> look he, at this guy in the shades. He doesn't look real. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. And there's another, episode, another instant where he starts pushing those guys back. And then halfway through the show, they change to another security guard that stands back there. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't let that guy. <laughs> he just shoved that dude out of the way. It looks like Did I mean, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't let my sister near that guy. <laughs> What's this Barney Fife-looking motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch it when I was watching it the first time because I was sitting there. Like, I was, I was thinking, um, you know, I didn't know Doc wasn't gonna make it when I first was or took notes on this. I'm like. I'm like, man, Doc's gonna bury this freaking promo with Sting, but no, you got this cop. What is this cop? Is he's acting like he's got to? There's actually a barricade right there, and he's acting like he's got to keep people back. They're not even touching him. Look at him. Oh, this is this toy rent a cop. But look at that redneck like, back there. Get Harper. back! They go some some fucking Wilbur looking asshole. <laughs> look at <laughs> look at that dude <laughs> with the trucker trucker hat. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay, I didn't realize they had so many. Uh, shirts back then for the guys I, I, it started in 86 I think okay yeah because I saw what? a dusty shirt a flare shirt and and some other shirt it had yeah. three people in it. that was a midnight had, shirt um I don't I didn't see but I know they had baby doll actually had a shirt in 87 um they had a flare shirt they had a dusty shirt they had a magnum shirt in 87 because yeah. i remember the commercial that this is where i'm getting this I'm, i remember the commercial vividly um and then by this point i mean there were rock and roll shirts i think um so that may have been what you saw but yeah there were there were a bunch of shirts what were you about to say lance yeah on the back of the 
after magazines, there was the Four Horsemen with uh, the Lex version. And so this is that time period where, uh, you know, they're all in sweatshirts that say Four Horsemen. You can buy all kinds of Four Horsemen gear. Yeah. Yeah. There was, with there was, the, there... the Lex version of Four Horsemen. They they might have had Merch Hopper, but they were still behind WWF. Oh, yeah. I mean, they didn't have toys and lunchboxes. And, yeah. And fucking, yeah. Hawk, you know, Ric Flair sleeping bags and shit. <laughs> Christmas ornaments. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all that good stuff. All right, so we move on from Sting, and we go to Barbarian and Warlord with Ivan Koloff and Paul Jones, who defeat Jack Towers and Robbie Idol. Uh, As always, we never really give uh, much commentary on the enhancement talent matches. Hopper, did you have anything from this? No. No. Lance, it was a beat. Now, now that's the first time you've seen them, though. That's what I was, you know, that that was the first time they're on TBS. First time who was on TBS? The Powers of Pain. Now that's what yeah. I read this episode. Does, have y'all been seeing them? Yeah, they've been. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah they've okay. been in the studio. This isn't this isn't their first. Um, that's funny. I read that it was first time, and also that this was Jim Ross's first time hosting. Uh, have y'all been now, seeing him? Now, now it is Jr.'s first time. If you don't count Starcade '87, because he did okay. Starcade '87 with Shivani, but um, it's 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 Jr.'s first time actually. Doing the actual uh, Saturday night Saturday show, night. though they're not in the studio now. Are they called Barbar- the Powers of Pain here? No, huh? They, no, that's what I was gonna say. They haven't called them that yet. Um, Dark or, man. but Harbor, they've been on for like three, four weeks now, right? Yeah, uh huh. Because okay. I mean, they did the, that 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 big four way match that we watched last week with like Wilbur yeah, that, and all of them. Oh my, that gotcha. bullshit. That yeah. That yep. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't their debut. Now, now they hadn't cool. been in that long, Lance. They had only been in for a little while. Oh, Paul Jones. I don't know how he was a, you know, such a star in the seventies, and then cuts promos like this. I mean, I just, you know, I'd have to be ten years older and have seen it in person because I, I just never understood the guy at all. Yeah, because it's just horrible. What? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think in eighty-seven. I'm sorry, eighty-six. With his um the island of misfit toys with his with his army when when he had Shaska, I, I, that was that was okay. That, actually, it was better than okay. I actually enjoyed it what they did with him and uh, Boogie and uh, Jimmy Valiant and all that. But um, I didn't see him at his peak. But a lot of everyone that I know that did see him at his peak as a wrestler, um, they just sing his praises. So like my problem is I never saw him as that. So I yeah. know we got a bunch of listeners out there who who did. And they enjoyed him. So it's like one of those things where if you just never saw it, yeah. it's kind of hard to picture it. So, um, But Hopper loves his promos, don't you, Hopper? Yeah, right. No. <laughs> it's almost like it, 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 It's like he has shit on somebody, and that's why they keep him around. Good call. That's exactly right. <laughs> Damn. Oh, man, I'm just y'all. saying. Oh, shit. I hear you, bro. I hear you. All right, we'll keep going. Um, so after the promo that we saw with uh, Barbarian Warlord, and I want to correct myself. Well, I said they came in. I I know they were. I know, like, they had been there for a while. I don't mean they just came in. I'm saying that they're showing them as a team for within the last month. Um, so they go to Ronnie Garvin. Uh, not going to play it, but Garvin did say something true right there. He said uh, during his promo, when football teams lose, they don't just pack it up. They regroup and they go after the title again, and that's what he's going to do. That's all I had from this. Hopper, did you have anything? No. It's just big, It's you know a stampede promo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Lance, anything from you on this? No, I'd been drinking the Ron Garvin Kool-Aid for a long time, but I, you know, I didn't think he should have gotten a title. And but you didn't know anybody else at the time. You know, we didn't have these groups to know that everybody else was thinking the same thing. I just thought, well, you know, whatever, he's got the title, but I, I just don't feel like he's a NWA, you know, title guy. And but you know, it didn't come out until the internet age that we all agreed. <laughs> <laughs> none of us none of us knew shit back then i mean wasn't it great had, yeah it actually <laughs> was like because like we got the pwis and we like we could read those and knew knew what was going on but when it came to like the booking decisions and stuff and like i always say that we're always critical of wwe and look i know they deserve it a lot of times but there's something to be said that like in 1987 or 86, 85, 84, 83, even the late 80s and early 90s, we would watch that stuff and we didn't we just didn't have a critical eye. We just watched it for the entertainment of it and to watch two guys fight. And I don't know, man, sometimes I think we were better off that way. Do you agree? Yes, Harper? yes man. I mean, why should it, it's I don't want to know what a booker is. You know, I don't want to know yeah, all these little terms and all this shit. Right, because it kind of like ruins it for us. It does right. ruin it. It's almost like you go to like a magic show and you see the you see the strings and you see the person fall through the trap door and they, they really didn't disappear and it fucking ruins it. Yeah. Yeah, when people ask me a question uh, with modern terms and they're talking about world class and I'm saying, well, I didn't look at it that way when I was 14. I wasn't, you know, I didn't care anything, but I just cared about what I liked. I wasn't looking at the rest of the crowd and what they cared about or work rate. I was just, you know, into the the whole frenzy of it. Made it a lot simpler. I'll give you a perfect example, Lance. You and I have talked about this on on the Patreon shows. We were talking about, like, we were talking about world class and and there's been multiple times where both of us go, you see Gordy calling that spot? Like, you can clearly hear him on the video tell Kevin or Carrie or whoever what, what's going on and what to do. Like, you literally hear the spot call. We didn't even catch that stuff back then. We just... Yeah. It's like uh, we were watching for, for the fight, and we didn't even think... Like, I'm guessing we heard something, but we didn't even put two and two together to think, oh, he just said, you know, <laughs> tackle, drop down, hip toss. I mean, we didn't even, you know, we're not even listening, but you watch it back, you go, him, he's calling the spot. So that's like the stuff I'm talking about. Yeah, that anyway. one where we have uh, Kamala, uh, Junkyard Dog, telling Kamala what to do next while they're in the headlock. And he and he growls at him and says, answer me. He doesn't know if he, if uh, Kamala heard him <laughs> to call the next spot. <laughs> Funny stuff. Yeah, so like that's a good example. So sometimes I just wish, you know, sometimes we probably should just try to watch current stuff, even though it won't happen, and just try to just watch it without being so critical of every little thing. I'm serious, man. I think that's part of it. But we will keep the show moving because um, we got Dr. Death who defeats uh, Jerry Gray, who, um, hey, if you are not aware, Jerry continues to fight cancer and please donate to his GoFundMe. I know he's been on a 605 a million times at this point. I'm exaggerating here, but uh, please help Jerry out if you can as he struggles with uh, cancer. He's not doing well these days. But Dr. Death defeats Jerry. Uh, when I got to this point, again, I was like, the crowd is just kind of sitting on their hands. They're not just, I mean, you can kind of watch them. They're not doing too much. But anyway, Hopper, uh, anything from this match? Um, no, I mean, he's a good jobber. Jerry Gray was, uh, <laughs> yeah, Jerry Gray, yeah, no, he was good, man. He was, he was the he's same. He's got good like, facials. And so you've probably never seen him in Mid-South because like 
nothing he did here was uh was shocking to me. I mean, it was, I mean, you know, he put Doc over. He did what he had to do, right? You're right. Yeah. With the fucking um, leapfrog. Yeah, he he, Jerry was good, man. He there um, you go. A lot of people don't don't realize that about him that hadn't seen him, but um, and actually, Lance, he's coming up on some of our the world class shows we're about to do. Yeah, those that filmed at North Texas. Yeah, yeah, I cover those. He's on that card uh, a couple of times. He works a couple of matches. So, no, Jerry was good, man. He was a he was a solid talent. And um, I, again, I, I got to see him in Mid South in um, the mid eighties, and uh, solid talent. He puts over Doctor Death here. Lance, anything else from this? No, you know, in a Southern wrestling as I am, I'm not the Mister Mister Doctor Death fan at all. You know, I I think there's a reason he didn't get over more in the United States. You know, you can't deny Japan, but you know. I mean, he's great, and I think this interview he does is fantastic. And, you know, right after that interview, <laughs> he was in the back, and uh, Crockett said, oh, you're fixing to go to Japan? Let me uh, just hold that belt for you a while. <laughs> that <would've, laughs> Basically, he's fixing to go to Japan, and they're going to retire that belt while he's gone. And they stuff. sure but, are. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not long for it at all. Yeah, a lot of things, a lot of things going on right here. Once I saw, you know, the time period we were into, I was like, okay, this is pretty good, you know, time for because there's a lot of changes going on in right here between uh, November and February, uh, eighty-seven, eighty-eight. Yeah, the he's, the, is, he's the last champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like about three more weeks. Uh, basically, the end, the end of uh, December. They kept it going. Um, they filmed more. They were still filming UWF episodes. Um, through the end of the year, but um, he yeah he goes to Japan and that's the end of it. Yeah, there are a few episodes. Uh, they 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 filmed it all the way through, but yeah, it's um, it's about to disappear. I actually think Nikita, because if you remember, Nikita's got both belts right now. Uh, I think in I think next week he's got both of them still, but I think the week after that he only shows up at the TV taping with I think the one. If my memory's correct, can't uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, but, I was into that you know. though. I was into that. I can remember being into Nikita versus Taylor. They're going to uni- unify that. Um, I don't know. It just seemed it seemed kind of cool with all those guys coming in. Yeah, and they just didn't do anything with them. We actually did a patron show on that, Doc and I, uh, where we rebooked it. It wasn't the greatest booking, but uh, we think we improved upon it <laughs> as we have no money in the game and whatnot. But anyway, um, so again, I wasn't going to play Doc's promo here, but, uh, you know, he puts over Barry and then he talks about the bunkhouse stampedes they're going to be on. He finishes it by saying, if I get in the ring with you, we're not friends anymore, which uh, is how it should be. Uh, Harper, anything from this? Nah. It wasn't too bad, but it, it's. Uh, I thought it was funny at the end when he was like, "We're not gonna be friends anymore." Right. <laughs> like it's the little kids uh, fighting over fucking baseball cards or something. <laughs> I, I I agree. It, it was very, the way he said it was uh rather interesting. Um, and Lance, these cops in the background. Yeah, I gotta, they I look gotta, fucking good. scummy. <laughs> I think that guy drives a van. <laughs> I no, told that's you all I first, that one on the right is this Barney Fife looking motherfucker, man. Yeah, then that guy there, he picking his nose. His fucking nose. <laughs> Try to get him on the fucking podcast. No, it's <laughs> Let's keep moving. If it was world class, uh, they'd be they'd uh, be lighting up cigarettes the whole time. <laughs> They sure would. You can see them on some of the tapes all day man. long. Man. They're smoking while they're while they're working. They're lighting uh, at the pen. There's a pen, and they're lighting the cigarette as there's a pinfall, and they're fixing to take the guy up the aisle. There, you know, no sweat. 
Uh, oh, the 80s. Uh, Sting defeats Bob Cook here in, uh, I won't say record time, but uh, he defeats him. It is what it is. Uh, uh, he uses the Scorpion Deathlock, I believe, at least saw on the Saturday Night Show. This is the first time we see him use that. Lance, did you have anything from the match? There's a there's a shitty cross body in there, and I almost think he pulls him up and extends the match. Oh, there's my guy doing the taking pictures out of the ring. You'll see him the, in a the, second. Weird looking. Do it with the thumb. Yeah, yeah, go back one saw. second. <laughs> Anyways, I, I it almost was like they extended that match because it was such a shitty cross body in the middle of it. But uh, he's yes. probably meant to. He's probably meant to use that's the the scorpion. So yeah. Oh, you uh, know, um, his son works. Was. His son works in a suburb here in Dallas in retail, and uh, it's funny because I hadn't seen Sting. I haven't gone back and seen these, but seeing his short hair, his dad, his son looks exactly like him. And uh, I just wonder where he works in the retail in Dallas. I, I bet a million people go in and see him at work every day and don't realize that they know who his dad is. It's pretty, you know, I always thought that was pretty funny. It probably, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no clue. Just look at it, and just walk in, and just think some average dude, and uh, you know, have no clue his dad is. Yeah, what were you about to say, Hopper, about the match or anything? Didn't his dad? Well, his that's the kid that played football at Kentucky. Two, uh, both of two of them. So I'm not sure which one Garrett works is the one I'm talking about. But um, I think the other one was the better football player. Okay. Actually, yeah. Big boys. They're they're big, clean cut. You know, but they're you know stout. They're tall, big. All right, well, hey, let's guys. keep going. Oh, big go ahead, go ahead. Big. No, I, uh, yeah, big guy, big guy. <laughs> Real nice, though. You know, it kind of got, you know, a smile. I've seen the guy coming out going to his lunch hour when I was going in there and stuff. So, you know, it's a retail place. That everybody goes all the time. <laughs> uh, we will, speaking of big, as Lance and, and Hopper are talking about <laughs> big guys, they like it big, everyone. We like Real it. Real big. <laughs> Hopper. Man, my wife's been kind of stingy with that stuff lately, man. You think you can help me out and crank one uh, off, man? Yeah, well, just you know, just keep it between us. But, you know, it's just kid stuff, right? <laughs> when, when that dude said it was just kid stuff, he was like, "It's just kid stuff." What? God damn. Okay, no, let's keep going. Um, so we got the real warriors out here. Let's hear what they got to say. Now, keep in mind, there's this thing they're building with them and Paul Jones's army. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul Jones said he has the strongest team in wrestling. I think he's crazy because you see it right here. The mighty Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal. No, Dan Crocky hit the nail right on the head. Paul Jones, Barbarian Warlord, listen up. All over this country, we have proved ourselves to everybody in the world. We always said we don't care, and we ain't going to start now. We know, you know, everybody in the world knows, right here, the Hawks and the Animal. We're the strongest guys in professional wrestling, and don't you ever forget to tell them, Hawk. Well, life is a many splendored thing, or is it? Well, it can be if you stay out of our way, but it won't be if you get in our way. Now, there's a lot of people making claims that they're the strongest, they're the biggest, they're the best, that they're the champions. But nobody has ever proved that to us in the squared circle, the four corners of doom, as we like to call it. And everybody knows why we call it the four corners of doom. When they get in there with us, they don't have to question that. The Legion of Doom was put on Earth for one stinking thing. 
and that is to rid the wrestling world of all the so-called greatest and strongest. We don't have to make that claim. The people aren't stupid. They know. So quit insulting them, Paul Jones, and tell them the truth. Precious Paul, take it away. You know, David Crockett, I've got... All right, I'm going to turn it down because uh, th- when Animal starts cutting a promo on Paul Jones's new army, I was like, man, the Warriors are going to murder these dudes. They, Paul, the Warlord and Barbarian are two, two big son of a guns. But, man, no, man, the Warriors are going to kill these guys. Uh, Harper, you first. Uh, thoughts? Yeah, because, I mean, I, I know watching this, you might think, damn, these guys might, could, you know, they can go toe-to-toe with the fucking Road Warriors. When you look at the barbarian and 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 the warlord, yeah, they come off. Yeah, I I know what you're saying. They're they're right. pretty huge. Uh, man, what a freaking roster at the time. Gee, with Road Warriors, Sting, all those guys. Man, top to the bottom. They were loaded, but business wasn't doing all that great. It was starting to go down, which is yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I, there was nobody at that reunion show I saw in September uh, a couple months earlier than this. You know, it was just freaking. Oh yeah, empty. yeah. Yeah, tell yeah. So Lance was at Lance was at a JCP card in September of this year. So this is as they're building up to Starcade. Uh, Lance, how many? How, tell everybody how many people reunion held for wrestling and how many people were at that card. Yeah, for world class shows, you're getting sixteen to eighteen thousand, and there were three thousand. And um, I I don't remember it being filmed, but that people say they even see it on TV, and you can see that there's empty. In fact, they're saying that it's reported three thousand, and there couldn't have been but sixteen hundred. And you can see in my pictures, it's like the house lights are up on Reunion Arena, and you can see all the empty seats. And it was uh, Flair and Garvin and uh, Ron Simmons and Black Bart and uh, no, I think it was uh, Doctor Death and Black Bart and Michael Hayes in a tag match with uh, your boy uh, Tim Horner. <laughs> and, uh, but it, you know, it was just empty, and it, it looks worse because all the lights were up and yeah. nothing was tarped off. So again, sixteen hundred. 1,600 people in an, in an 18,000 uh, arena building for wrestling. And then, like, so I went to one in, like, March or April of 87 in freaking, it had to be Lakefront Arena. And there couldn't have been, I don't know, 750 people there maybe. Um, Why did it drop off like that? It was just booking? I mean, you, I think you've been watching it? it? Yeah, but, I mean... As a kid, I would still want to go see this. What's up, well, girl? It's <laughs> a couple of mistakes. Remember girls fucking there. Beauty and the Beast, the fucking TV show? <laughs> yes. Jesus, that, that's what she looked like. You're going to have to There's explain just... that. You're going to have to explain that to the people who aren't watching on Patreon. <laughs> You're yeah. going to have to explain. She's David Coverdale. Explain David Coverdale. Dude, yeah, a, for real. video. <laughs> Harper, you know I have no clue who you're talking about. Okay, well, there was a show, like, I guess it was the late 80s. It, it was a Beauty and the Fucking Beast show. <laughs> I remember that show. I'm talking about yeah. whoever the white snake person is you're talking about. Oh, it's, uh, he, he was the lead singer for White Snake. Yeah, David. Oh, saying this. Tawny Katane's husband. <laughs> yeah, and she's, her hair looks. Dude, that's all over the place, bro. <laughs> She's from that's, playing Poison. <laughs> that's 1980s for you right there. Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's like smoking hot back then. 
Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> oh, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that hair, yeah. What's up, girl? <laughs> All right. We'll keep moving. Uh, Hubbard, do you have any other thoughts on the Real Warriors uh, in that promo? No, it's... I guess they're going to beat the crap out out the uh, barbarian in, in a warlord, huh? Well, I'm trying to remember if how that angle finished, or even if it did. I, what it they they left because they didn't want that, to do the scaffold matches. That's what I thought. I was trying to remember if that's what happened. They go to WWF, right? Yeah, and so uh, Ivan brings in uh, Minnesota wrecking or whatever he called the like, Enos and. And uh, Mean Mike Enos and Wayne Bloom, he puts them in mask, and they do the scaffold matches. That's with right, the Road Warriors. That's right. Yeah, they didn't want to do the scaffold match. Cornette told me that too. They didn't want to do the scaffold message. Um, so we're not going to see too much. I forget when they leave, but I don't think we're going to see too much more of it because uh, it's leading up into. I mean, we're already at the end of the year. Um, and even Cornette told me he's like they told those guys to do the ca- scaffold matches, uh, Warlord and Barbarian, and. And Cornette was like, man, ain't, he's like, those guys were too big to be falling off of some fucking scaffold, man. Come yeah, I think on. it's a you smart just... move. I mean, and they went up there. I'm sure they made more money signing up there. I mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, smart, yeah, smart on their part. Okay, so if uh, we go to the next match, which has been going on. We've been watching it for a while. It's Stan Lane. He defeats Kendall Wyndham. So, Harper, Stan is back in Florida, as we know. Um, this is uh, where he was... Uh, you know, where where he was, uh, oh, I'll just say he's having fun when he was in Florida, when he was living yeah. there. They're in Miami. Um, I predict that Stan banged four broads before the match. Then he went and took a shower and banged uh, four more after. And Lord knows what he banged that night and the next morning. Uh, during the match, Corny is talking about the fans, basically calling them genetic defects, as he always does. Corny also says that Stan and Bobby are wrestling in singles matches because they want to prove that they can be singles champions and possibly beat Dusty for the U.S. title. So that explains why they are in singles matches. But uh, Cornette hits Wyndham with the racket near the end. Wyndham is counted out on the outside, and Wallace Stanfield Lane wins. Lance, you got anything from the match? Yeah, I need Stan Lane to show me some of those karate moves that are so dangerous. I, man, oh, yeah. <laughs> they look like they look like shit. <laughs> oh, Stan! Uh, I like him. Hopefully. I mean, I, he can talk. He's funny and stuff. It's just uh, watching those. They're pushing that, you know, his karate kicks and stuff, and it's <laughs> kind of weak. Kind of. Um, <laughs> fake Stan Lane. Uh, his name is at SMU Levy- Heavyweight on Twitter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cornette whacked. Uh, Windham right there. Uh, Hopper, any thoughts from you on this? I tell you, the crowd was hot when they, uh, they I mean, they start throwing shit, uh, crap in the ring at the end of this. They, they finally came alive. It is kind of what I was thinking. Like, they, yeah, they, they finally got, you know, a little bit bass in their voice during this thing. Cause before it, it was, you know, I don't know. It was just, they, they, they just, they just weren't alive if you ask me, but, uh, you know, look, see, there it goes. They just threw something in the ring. And they're tossing paper and trash. That's great. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll keep going. We got. Let me get to the timestamp. I figure you're going to see Fonzie refereeing from now on because he's going to be there through uh, Elegante. He'll leave when Elegante goes to WWF as kind of Elegante's handler, like like that. Uh, what's his name? The referee White in WWF. He kind of went around with Andre. That's what uh, oh, Fonzie, yeah, yeah. Fonzie would yep. do with Elegante. All right, let's go now to um, Tony Schiavone, who's going to throw it to Dusty Rose. The balloons, move. Okay, you'll know what I'm talking about shortly. 
Bob Dylan hat. <laughs> Here we go. Jim, thank you very much. As you heard before on this program, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, committed to being in the Bunkhouse Stampede. He is the only Bunkhouse champion two times. The third annual Bunkhouse Stampede well underway, and let's hear from the man in charge, the man, the Bunkhouse Stampede champion, Dusty Rhodes. Man in charge. This yeah. is Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream, the buckle, the boot, the prestige, the money of the Bunkhouse Stampede. Being the baddest of the bad, being the bull of the woods, if you will. 25, 30 million, stampeding into one little bit of ring, you understand? With one thing in mind, to hurt somebody, to kick somebody's booty, to twist their arm off and put their ankles up in the chin. And many mornings I got up dwelling on the fact of being the two times winner of the bunkhouse stampede. How am I going to do it this year when last year I had to feel around, see if my nose was still on my face. Look up in the morning and see if my ears were still on my head. My eyeballs in the socket was, were playing steady on my mind because I knew Dusty Rose has to be the Bunkhouse Stampede champion for the third time. If you will, for your hockey fans, it's a hat trick. You understand? It's a hat trick. And Dusty Rose now comes at you with this in mind. Anywhere, any place that on the marquee you see the National Wrestling Alliance presents the Bunkhouse Stampede. If you want to just feel a little bit of how bad it is to be the baddest, to be the bull of the woods, then and only then, buy your ticket, walk in and sit down and watch Dusty Rhodes become <laughs> the bull of the woods. Is that, a chick is that a chicken Jeez. foot Jesus <laughs> over Christ. his hat? That's what it looks so. like. It does. It looks like it a chicken foot. <laughs> so he can't go after that. You know, he's not going after the world title anymore. He's gotten old. He's only going to have a few more title matches and finally not, not anymore, you know, after February of 88. So this uh, kind of is his new title being the uh, bunkhouse champ. Well, he's already won the first two, though. Yeah, so he's, you know, I don't even know where this one ends up and stuff, but yeah. Oh, I do. I do. Where? Uh, Hopper. They, so, you know, part of the, part of the new Patreon thing we're going to do is we're going to do the JCP pay-per-views in, in next year, in January. So we're like a month away from the bunkhouse. And um, have you have you seen the bunkhouse before, Hopper? No. Uh, you may have, but it's... It it's just a battle roll, right? Whatever no, it's three clothes. Well, yeah, but they do they do a whole it's a whole pay per view, so you got like five matches on it or four matches. I can't remember. Um, I watched it like maybe a year, year and a half ago or so, but I've you know, eh, man, Ugh, that's all I'm. Do we ever well, get the uh, uh, a bunkhouse uh, show here? Are you in Dallas? Are you talking to me? No, no, uh, he's talking about it, New Orleans. Yeah, I don't. They had to do. I don't remember, but I feel like it. They were doing them everywhere, so they. I would think they did them because that goes back to, to eighty five. So, they had to Hopper. I mean, I'd be shocked if they didn't, at some point. We all had them in Dallas, huh? Well, we uh, we had UWF doing a bunkhouse battle royal uh first blood bunkhouse that's the what what i saw they didn't have one on that september show you know they it's just kind of a late in the year thing so uh no i don't i don't remember one coming through they were man they were having such low cards here i don't and they kept coming but they just putting on shit shows well, they far, did that as far a lot as attendance they did that a lot of places lance that's i'm looking up money troubles. I'm, I'm looking up those results trying to find it if they went to new orleans while y'all are going on to the okay. next thing 
Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know, Hopper. That's a that's a good question, man. I'm I'm just not I'm not sure. I, I feel like I want to just say it probably happened, but I again I don't really know uh, if it did. So, uh, but what I was talking so what they did in, in early '88 was they ha- they were having the bunkhouses, but they actually did the pay per view. So that's what we'll review in a few weeks. Um, we're gonna do a watch along to the pay per view and. Man, bring some topics to talk about because it's not the greatest pay-per-view of all time. Let's just uh, put it out there like that. Uh, but the finals of the bunkhouse is on that pay-per-view. That's why they called it the Bunkhouse Stampede 88. Uh, all right, let's keep going. We got Ric Flair. He's going to come out here. He's going to cut a promo as Lance is looking it up for us. Here we go. Heavyweight champion Ric Flair, one of the original four horsemen, J.J. Dillon. And Ric Flair is going to defend his World Heavyweight Championship in just a little while against Freeburg Michael Hayes. Well, it goes like this. And don't think for one second this has to be a mutual admiration society. I'm standing here with the best manager, the executive director of the greatest group of wrestlers in the world today, the Four Horsemen, James J. Dillon. He makes and he breaks champions just like that. When Ric Flair came along, Jim Dillon said, Nature boy, you're the kind of man I like to stand next to. J.J. Styles and Profiles. The Nature Boy Styles and Profiles. And no matter how much some of you people out there don't like the way it looks, you've got to learn to live with it because the bottom line is I'm the best wrestler in the world today. And what I tell you is no fairy tale. I've walked that aisle now five times to bring you the most coveted trophy in this sport. I'm talking about the one and only World Heavyweight Wrestling Championship. Ric Flair, synonymous with the world title. The Four Horsemen, the legendary group that makes and breaks wrestling promotions. We rule. Nikita Koloff, Dusty Rhodes, the Road Warriors, the list is endless of talent that wants to be in the ring with us. Because when you're in the ring with us, it's a big payday, it's notoriety, it's prestige, unequal in this sport, on this very program. In about 40 minutes, I'm gonna step in the ring one more time. My first title defense in over two years on national television. And Michael Hayes, you like all the rest will find out why. Above all else, diamonds are forever. And so is Ric Flair, the best in this sport. Whether you like it or not, learn to love it. Because David Crockett, it's the best thing going today. All right, Hopper, uh, your thoughts on Ric Flair right there. He's the man, bro. Yeah, he is. He's the fucking man. And it's hard to believe, like you said, it's been two years since he defended That's a because title. <laughs> he became a company champion. <laughs> he, uh, you know, he's not defended. Two years earlier is October uh, or December of 85. He uh, defended the last time he defended in world class was October of of 85 against Lance Von Erichs, the last uh, world-class guy that he came in to fight. And then he, he another year, uh, half a year, until the middle of uh, 88, he still 
traveling world champion, just barely. He's going to go to Hawaii. He's going to go Kansas City, but he's uh, basically just hitting those uh, world championship rest of those guys, WCW guys. Oh. So uh, that's with that. I don't know what he means by the last time he was on national. Because as I looked over the results, I'm like, who else showed uh, you know matches from the arenas? That that Lance von Eric match was uh, a Fort Worth show, and he knows Fort Worth was filmed. So I don't know if he think it, that that actual match was not filmed, but the show from Fort Worth, you know, was shown on Saturday night. So I don't know if he means that, but it makes sense that he's saying two years. It's 1987, and they're bending the fucking rules is what they're doing right there because it's a technicality. He he wasn't – okay, he lost to Ronnie Garvin. They aired it on television. They showed it on television. So, like – Oh, yeah, that's true. Exactly huh? right, yeah. I, like, <laughs> so, like, when he, when he said that, I was like, I can't – I perked up, but I was like, that's the type of shit you said in 1987 because you can get away with it. You can't do that now. <laughs> So, no. like, I'm laughing. I think it's funny. I ain't mad. I wasn't mad. It was just, I laughed as soon as he said it. I was like, what? No, you defended it since then. What are you talking about? So, I mean, again, it's a, I guess, I mean, is he, I don't know. Is he saying he hadn't defended it in the studio? But I feel like he's, def- he's, he's defended it in his studio within the last two years. I just can't tell you who it was against. Um, so, I don't know, man. That's a, that's a weird one. I haven't. I think it I was Barry, lo- wasn't it? Well, see, there you go. That that's another good example. In what was it, January or February '87? He was on on NWA Worldwide uh, because that's what we saw. That's where that footage was from. Harper, I think it was from Worldwide. Right. I don't think it was from Pro, but that was that was aired. So it was aired on. But if Worldwide isn't considered a a national, t- I don't know, man. Like I said, it's he's just bending the rules there, which is fine because most people back then they didn't have fucking Google dot com to look up if he was yeah, telling nah. the truth or not. It was a different world. It was a better place. We just didn't have the tools and technology we have now. But anyway, um, I, I I actually thought um Rick was shooting when he said. I mean, I say shooting. I don't mean it in a bad way, but when he said, um, how, how did he put it, um. Their group, meaning the horsemen, uh, are the are are the best. And he says everybody wants to be in the ring with us because it's prestige and notoriety that gets them better paydays. That I mean, yeah, on the money. Show, show yeah. me the lie there. Um. Okay. Anything else, Hopper? Nah. Uh, Lance, what about you from Flair? Anything? Well, I'll, uh, nothing on Flair. I'll jump in real quick. Uh, yeah, Baton Rouge got the uh uh match the the show with the bunkhouse stampede on december 8th so just a few days later after this and uh okay. one by one by big bubba but it w- looks like it was a worldwide taping and there uh, there's something uh cornet throws powder in dusty's eyes i think that was the big angle of the show there's not much else road uh, warriors 52 second match and sting defeating somebody in 36 seconds so there's <laughs> not much that sucks uh, I bet you, if I have that episode of Worldwide, thank you, Tim Marecci, a uh, longtime BTT Hall of Famer out there. If I have that episode in Worldwide, I'm gonna look. Uh, it it would it it's gonna be on that is what I'm saying that um that bunkhouse. So I'm gonna look it up. Who knows? Uh, all right, Lance, I appreciate that. So it did go to Baton Baton Rouge got one. New Orleans did in '87. Um, okay, we will go. Arn and Tully defeated Nelson Royal and Italian Stallion as well. We were watching along right here. Hopper, anything from that match or nothing? No. Lance, anything from you? No. <laughs> no, keep going. I figured so much. Uh, we will go now to Arn and Tully, and um, JJ is with them. So uh, here it is. 
Ladies and gentlemen, now with me, J.J. Dillon, the World Tag Team Champions, Tully Blanchard, Aaron Anderson. Looks like the uh, the four horsemen. Yeah, I'll tell you what it looks like to me. It looks like the horsemen got more hardware than true value. I'm talking about the World Tag Team Champions, the World Heavyweight Champion. Congratulations, boys. Thank you, J.J. You know what it is? There's a lot of people that believe in their hearts that we're the baddest and we're the toughest. But in the record books and the marquees from one end of the world to the other, you got to have this before you're the baddest, before you're the best, before your name is at the top of all the lists. And if you don't have this, you're second best at the very best. And don't you forget it. David Crockett, what you were like, what your brother were like, being the NWA. And rest assured, Jim Cracker Promotions is the NWA. You wouldn't like on the tag team situation for there to be parity. By parity, I mean any one of 10 teams on any given night can take these from the horsemen. If you had it that way, you would have what is the ideal situation in all the sports. But the only way you're going to have parity, David Crockett, is to take a year out of our life and send the horsemen on an extended vacation. Because the bottom is, the bottom line is, there's a lot of great teams, fantastic teams in the NWA, but they're one octave below the horsemen. You see, we don't care anything about doing endorsements. We don't like to be movie stars. Well, we are wrestlers. We achieved our notoriety, and rest assured, when we walk in a shopping mall, it might as well be Johnny Carson. We achieved our notoriety through wrestling in the ring. We don't mind sweating, we don't mind sacrificing. You see, stars are in Hollywood, stars are in the sky. What the horsemen are, the reason we are the elite is whether we got the flu, whether we got an injury, whether we miss a plane, somehow we show up and we give 110% every night of our life. So when we tell you we're the horsemen and we're the elite, believe it, because that's what we put our credibility on. You know, what is it, Double A? Diamonds are forever. And so are the horsemen. Yeah. All right, fans, let's go to the ring for more action. Bruh. Go ahead, that, ba that badge. <laughs> what the fuck's he wearing that for? <laughs> They're both wearing it. Yeah. <laughs> whoever else is interviewing down. Tony's got one on too. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> is, is that like? Is that did they get that from the police department that night or something? That was <laughs> like, like a little toy. Uh, yeah. A toy badge from the from the fucking Dollar Tree. I don't know what that is. And notice uh, that JJ JJ's all into all these interviews, but coming up, it's gonna be a little different on the next. Yeah. One. Yeah, yeah, buddy. That's why we're gonna play it. Um, oh, and, and right, you so, know those belts. I don't know. What do y'all think of those belts compared to the ones you know the Rock and Roll War? I like those so much more. You know, they're so classic. These just kind of seem, you know, generic. You know, compared to those others. I always thought those others, you know, with the eagle, kind of jumped out. Yeah. You mean you mean you mean the these tag belts Iconic. right here? Yeah, I'm not into these. I like the ones that were before this. See, I'm in. I think. Uh, I like these, the ones that aren't totally currently have. I, I, I do like the way the the current ones look, um, oh, okay. and not the and not the old ones. I didn't hate the old ones. I, don't get me wrong; that's not me slighting the old ones, but I I feel like I remember these more, and and by these meaning the ones that they uh, debuted in in eighty seven. So I I like these. All right. Uh, yeah. Which ones you like, Hopper? <laughs> I prefer these, to be honest. Really? Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's a modern belt, but it's not uh, stupid looking. Yeah, like 
some of the belts you see today where you're like, that shit looks dumb. Yeah. Uh, uh, you like I mean, the like, old ones, though, Lance. That's a belt that, that could be used today. And no yeah, one... that's not, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. Good. I, I just I, those eagle ones were a thing, you know, in, in the territories and stuff and around. So, and I, I even uh, what Bruno Sammartino had one with an eagle on it. I just kind of yeah. classic, but I got you because the world I, title looked a lot like this. The world title that Vader had didn't it? it looks a lot like this belt. Right. The, the uh, WCW one. That international yeah. looking shit. That that the flags on it. No, that one that the one that Ron Simmons held too. You talking about that yeah. one? Yeah. Uh, I hated that fucking belt, man. Y'all like that belt? I can't think of what he's, which one you're talking about. You're talking about was, the one Vader, Vader, Vader had it at a time. Yeah, yeah Vader had it at a time. Yeah. And not the big not the big gold belt. I know which one y'all no, talking no, no. about. Yeah, I hated that belt. I don't know. Oh, it's too round. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yes, yes. I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not big on that one. Yeah, uh... I, are these still the NWA belts that they use today, though? The NW, that the NWA is currently using? I think they went back to the uh, to like the the retro looking belts, didn't they? Okay, I don't know. That's why I was asking. I I haven't. I'm not sure, but that's a good question. I don't know. Lance will look at Lance will do Doc's job while oh, we're doing this. Lance will, <laughs> Lance will try to. <laughs> Lance will. I don't know. About you know, belt. I'm, I'm, I've got all the all the match results for every human, but I don't know about belts. I, I'll look okay. here. I'll see. No, I'll, I'll just I'll just. Mess Somebody with should you. do a better belt a belt site. Those what, belt what people happened? are uh, a, a group a group onto their own. I respect you, belt people. Don't come after me. It's just man, they've those when you see that memorabilia rooms with all those belts that these people have, it's it's out of control. Harper says that all the time. He likes looking at that shit, but he would never buy it all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, somebody just sent me pictures. One guy just got an IWGP, a guy I know here locally. He sent me pictures, and it looks fantastic, but, uh, you know, I'm just not going to do it. And yeah, that's I, not the same belt. I'm looking at it right now. As the it's, current NW ones? Yeah. The current okay. one, it reminds me of the 80s uh, WWE belt, like the one like the, uh, Demolition and all had. Really? Yeah, it's got the the globe in the middle, and it's blue, mm. and and it says world and 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 uh red. Huh. Okay. It looks good. Oh, gotcha. with the eagle. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. With those points, a lot of people say that those points. There were belts that had bigger points than that, like the the old uh, junior championship. They said people hated putting that in their luggage and stuff, and they break those. These these don't stick out that much, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know about those. It's kind of like got a lot going on in that on that belt. Yeah, I, I know one of our uh, patrons, man, Jeff Jewett. He he's been a longtime patron. Um, man, he's got a hell of a collection. Like anytime I see pictures of his collection, I'm like, shit. I wish I had a house where I could put that museum in because he's got like, man, he's got the action figures, the belts, the he's sh- anything we wanted as kids, Hopper. He's yeah. fucking got. It's freaking <laughs> fabulous, uh, dude. Someone, hey, uh, a, a friend of mine, gave me a bag of those WWE figures that he had at, at his house, and but there's but they're beat to shit, right? The fucking paint's <laughs> off. I'm gonna uh, see if I can fucking restore them. The dogs got shooting on them. <laughs> yeah, well, the, like the paint is just totally off. I'm like, there's 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 got to be a way where I can repaint these fucking things there's gotta be because i mean yeah yeah there's gotta be a way to do it uh 
Yeah, because the, the pain on those sons of bitches wore down, man. The way yes. Threw those things around as kids, man. The, you <laughs> know, I remember uh, I, I, I would put the boots to them, right? You would sit there and like, ugh, ugh, ugh. And the paint would just like rub off on their face like, fuck. <laughs> the pain on those things. <laughs> they were sad about those things. Dude, those things were weapons. Dude, they were probably, it's just, imagine like humming the fucking <laughs> One of those things at somebody's head. That's what I'm saying. Chinese star. Right. <laughs> Sticking the drywall. You, the, imagine, like, okay, the, just taking Hogan in that LGN figure and pitching yeah. that at somebody, and they were just sit <laughs> sitting on the sofa, and you just hummed it at him. That <laughs> <laughs> would it's be like, like throwing receiver, a freaking dude. It's like what? A phone receiver. How like That's how? Like how? I mean. You could kill somebody with a phone <laughs> receiver from the eighties, dude. You could, you. It would be like throwing damn it, throwing a brick at somebody, man. Yeah, and and they had to make so much money on those things because it's just a big piece of fucking rubber. It's a big piece of rubber, and the damn with some things was fucking like, paint on it. And they were like twelve or thirteen dollars in freaking eighty six. Yes. The only ones I got. Were were uh, when they went to the fucking clearance rack? Yeah, me they too. Were so expensive. The bitches ended up at like Zares in New Orleans or something. Yes, and, they, and, and they got it, clearance shit. Yeah, me too. And it was always a shitload of Jesse Venturas and Jimmy Hart's. <laughs> because... <laughs> I've got I've got somebody's right chewed up. I've got somebody's chewed up uh, Jimmy Hart in there in the closet in there with all the magazines and everything. Some some Jimmy Hart one that, that I somehow got through the years. It's all been chewed up. <laughs> everything. Yeah, man. Uh Katrina took mine, man. I don't know. They were in my they were in my mom's house and uh, when the storm hit um and they were cleaning out the house, I couldn't tell you where those action figures ended up, but I had those and a few of the AWA ones, but uh yeah, those are gone. So, all right, let's keep going. We got Nikita. We just saw him defeat Mark Starr, and then Nikita cuts the promo, and I don't know what he's yelling about and talking about. Um, Harper, did you know what he was saying? I don't know, bro. It's he's I don't know. He's 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 pissed off because he wasn't on a, a learning to ropes TV show. <laughs> that's what he's bitching about. Uh, <laughs> Lance, anything from you on Nikita? Right no, now? that's it. That's it. I don't, you know, man, I wish you, you said learn the ropes. That that had to be a, a little earlier than this, right? Because Garvin was on it. That, yeah, Garvin was on it. The Road Warriors were. Yeah, Garvin's on it with the broke leg. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And, and then the, oh, the uh, the Rock and Roll Express, they were playing the guitar because I found the scene where he's playing a guitar the, the night we got home from seeing uh, Ricky Morton in Fort Worth. <laughs> Mike, I used saw... to watch that show. Yeah, of course, of course. I've got one or two on tape. Uh, one girl's collection that I uh, acquired and stuff. Got all her. Uh, uh, got that on there and stuff. It's mm. it sucks to get a girl's collection. She had great. She recorded tons of wrestling and uh, she tons of interviews. But you know uh, of. NWA, but it, she loved Rick Rude, so she wouldn't show anything but Rick Rude matches. And then the rest of the time, she was recording what a 16-year-old girl would like. Tons of Barishnikov and Perfect Strangers. And I gotta fight through all that stuff while uh, I'm going, trying uh, to find cool stuff. <laughs> I, I, hate her, I hate that show. Oh, and Silver Spoons. Don't forget Silver. Oh, oh man. Jesus. Oh. Those fucking tapes. But they're they're gold. <laughs> I mean, they have all the legends of world class and all that, but I've gotta, you know, I'm like, oh, shit, this Balky crap. Oh, that's the worst. 
worst. You remember uh, fucking Valky? <laughs> Don't be I ridiculous. I sent her. A, I sent her a tweet yesterday because it was the anniversary of the first episode I saw on Twitter, and I sent it to her. I was like, "Yes, fucking I show. saw that." He was on. He was actually on an episode of uh, of Ray Donovan a couple of years ago, where he's in a. Uh, a, a porn house watching uh, jacking off to the girls behind the curtain and stuff and ray donovan goes in there and pulls him outside to uh, take him off somewhere and i'm like i saw it in the credits i'm like oh man well uh, whatever the hell his name is and i was going wait what a minute that was him <laughs> <laughs> i'm letting y'all finish that way <laughs> no i'm letting y'all i'm letting y'all finish because uh, i'm over here popping over balky because i remember that uh, I've always uh, fucking wondered how lucky that asshole was to get that role because he had just that one little role from fucking Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. And this. And yeah, yeah. What else has he ever fucking done? Right. Stuff? Yeah. Well, Bronson let's move Pinshaw. on. Yeah, that's let's move name. on from uh, Balky as Kevin Sullivan <laughs> is in there murdering Rick Ryder. Oh, God, Jesus Christ, dude. He's this poor he... motherfucker. <laughs> Well, Harper, tell us about it. Is Sullivan just flings him around like a rag doll? He's he's doing his Garvin impersonation and just kicking he, the shit out this guy. You know what's funny is you know Sullivan's not a big guy, but he's just manhandling this dude. And this dude ain't small either. That's the thing. Um. Anyway, uh, Harper, what else you got from it? He just kicks the shit out this poor bastard. Lance, anything from you on it? All these matches, nobody's just setting anybody down gently. I mean, they're they're releasing when, when these guys are just splat on the mat. And yeah, he's short as he's short as shit. Oh, uh, but look how wide he is. Oh, he's Man, a big, big old freaking yeah, he, legs and stuff. He was short, but he was a powerful dude. Um, I walked he, around. I was leaving Comic Con. Uh, Comic Con. Eh, I was leaving Wrestle when it was here, the Wrestle Con. And uh, I thought, man, I wonder. And I walked back over there, and he was there. And I was like, man, I got to get a picture of this guy. The magazines made this guy a star to me because, you know, of course, we weren't in Florida. But, uh, you know, the magazines made him a huge star to me. So I was glad to get a picture. He was pretty cool. I'll just talk to him in two seconds. Yeah, he was. Uh, I met him there, too. He was. Uh... A real nice guy, man. Um, approachable, cool dude, though. But uh, he beats the piss out of Rick Ryder here. Uh, gets a one, two, three. Knocks him out with actually a Garvin knockout punch, pretty much. Um, from there, we go to... Well, actually, he stomped on him. I, let me take that back. He literally <laughs> stomped on that bastard. Uh, from there, we go to Lex Luger and J.J. Dillon. And um, I guess the, the point here is... Oh, what yeah. you can't see is JJ's rolling of the eyes throughout this promo. Yes. Talk. So let me play it, and then we'll talk about it on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, another one of the four horsemen, Lex Luger with JJ Dillon. You know, David Crockett, there's a lot of discussion being thrown around about the aftermath of Starcade 87. There was a lot of great athletes involved. A lot of great matches were won and lost. But the bottom line is that the four horsemen delivered. Arnon Tully delivered. Ric Flair delivered. And Lex Luger stood toe-to-toe -to -toe and did battle like he has never done before. With the legend. JJ. And yes, you've proven <laughs> to me, Dusty Rhodes, you are the legend. <laughs> the legend himself. I had that match in control. So what comes out of Starcade? The fact is this that Lex Luger is ready. I've proven it myself to establish myself as a <laughs> dominant <laughs> force 
in professional wrestling today. As an athlete, Lex Luger, the total package, has no equal. You see, it's time for me to step out of the pack, to stand on my own, to take no one's shadow, because I am the athlete of the year 2000. I am the man with all the physical tools. It's time for the total package to fulfill his potential, to fulfill my destiny. And that is to be the best that this sport has ever seen. The next decade will be the sphere of dominance. The superstar standing right here before you, looking you in the eye right now, that this sport has ever seen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Lex Luger. Uh, Hopper, you go first. Man, JJ's the main ingredient to all this shit. Yeah, he's really letting on that something's, you know, in the works. Yeah, he's just like, are you serious, man? No, what? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you don't. <laughs> Lex doesn't know his role. The yeah. sphere, sphere of dominance. And. <laughs> I love how Lex just totally no sells in it, and it just you know. Well, he's too arrogant to know what's happening behind him, right? Like he's just like he's just like I'm this, I'm that. It's all about him, and like this is you know what's awesome <laughs> about this promo is as we watch JJ just rolling his eyes and slapping himself in the face. Listen to this: JJ says a million words without saying a damn thing. Yes. Yeah. Good point. Good one. Mm-hmm. He's not saying nothing, but his actions speak volumes, and we just got to stay tuned. But this was, I just, when you watch this and watch JJ, you're just like, look at this shit. Because he's so good. JJ's just so damn good. But I, I just really enjoy JJ, like, looking at him like, will you please shut what they call the fuck up? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's the look he's giving him. Lance, what else you got? No, you covered it all, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's great. Is, you know, I didn't know the timeline. I looked at it and I was watching this and I'm looking at the back, looking at him squinting and worrying and putting his hand in, hand in his face. Uh, and I, so I had to look it up and see how close we were to the, uh, to the switch. And so I saw we were right up against it because I thought, now this is strange, you know, I jumping right in. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know we were this close to the Lex's turn. Look at, okay. We're on, we're, we're watching it. We're screen shared. Look at JJ, the way he's standing and leaning and looking like this motherfucker here. <laughs> yeah. Because jacket, if you notice and so... <laughs> every one of the, uh, uh, of the other promos he did, he's, he's, you know, looking straight at the camera and he's, he's, he's fucking JJ. Yeah. He's and into it. He, right. And that's when he's just like, shut the fuck up, bro. Are you done? <laughs> Are you fucking done? <laughs> great uh, good stuff all <laughs> right so obviously more is coming as we uh continue the road with jj and what's going on uh we go to a singles match with bobby eaton and he defeats rex king it is a lengthy match corny was doing a lot of talking on commentary lance did you have anything from the match no nothing yeah i say lengthy but i mean it wasn't like ridiculously long but it was longer than i thought yeah. thought it needed to be uh but you know they're filling up time mike rotunda like, uh, oh go ahead go ahead go ahead hopper i like this line when he says his 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 heart is as black as harlem at uh midnight <laughs> <laughs> do you have do you have a time stamp or no no i just wrote it down i missed that yeah, yeah. i missed it too it's 
it's hard when Cornette's on commentary because he he goes the whole time and you just he says so much good stuff you're bound to miss something. Um, all right. So then after that we go to uh, Mike Rotunda, who he takes on. He's got Kevin Sullivan out there. He takes on Thunderfoot One. Now Sullivan was trying to get Rotunda's attention before the match, but during the match Sullivan is on commentary talking about Rotunda. He's criticizing Rotunda's moves. Uh, near the end, Sullivan gets Rotunda's attention and gives him an aggressive pep talk. I mean, this is the beginnings of of what we know is going to be. Hopper, I was throwing it at you, but it, what we know it's going to be the uh, varsity club. Varsity there club. you go. Yeah, so um, they're doing it slow, though. I mean, it's it's you know they they they're kind of teasing it, so we'll see that for the next couple of weeks. Is he still the is he still the the, uh, the Florida champion here? Yeah, he's he's still Florida champion. Okay, I forget when that shit goes bye bye. Yeah, he's still Florida champion. Uh, yeah, on the eighth when uh when they have that match and yeah, he, look, he's really yeah, there it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. because yeah, they don't got... bring it up. I don't think. <laughs> They don't. They don't mention it on commentary. I did. I. I didn't. Yeah, they mention it. Yeah. They oh, they did. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I know on the graphic they'll show the. I thought they showed. He's got the belt on. He takes it off. But, um, they'll they'll mention he's got he's there. There it is. Florida heavyweight. Champion. Oh, there it is. Okay. So anyway, he but he wins and they're planting the seeds with this whole um, thing with Sullivan and recruiting him and brainwashing him. However you want to look at it. I, but again, it's the beginnings of the varsity club, so it's um I don't know I remember it. It was uh it felt like it was a fun thing. Uh, shout out to disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, who uh, is uh, one of our large patron contributors, and uh, he and I were talking about the varsity club via email this week. So there you go, Mark. Shout out, thank you very much. Uh, Rotunda um, uh, near the end. I I don't even have what happens. Does Rotunda win? I'm sure he does. Yeah. Here yeah. He here. Yeah. He goes nuts. Why do they make right. him a fucking sailor? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's gonna wear the Sarah. He's gonna wear the Syracuse. No, that's when he's the York Foundation. This is Varsity Club, so he's gonna be right. wearing that yeah. that Syracuse. Yeah. And then they've already mentioned Sullivan already mentioned on commentary here that Steiner had gone to uh, uh, Michigan. So you know they're laying the groundwork for that. And then he also mentions how Doctor Death went to OU, but you know Doctor Death's never with them, is he? And uh, am no. I losing my no. mind? No. But uh, yeah, when he's a sailor with. Uh, the York Foundation. I've always wondered, it's like, how how did he all of a sudden become a sailor? Michael Rotundo. When they start Thomas Rich and Richard Morton. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Thomas Rich. <laughs> Richard Morton. I definitely saw it. They had a house show in Dallas, like on the day after Christmas, when uh, Richard Morton during that during that phase. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So uh, I'm not going to play it. They go to a promo. It's Ricky Morton. Uh, Harper and I have heard this promo nine million times. Morton, <laughs> yeah. he he just, he just gave the promotion and the fans a pep talk, uh, but that was it. And rock and roll's here to stay, not here to play. Uh, rock and roll's forever. As Robert Gibson looks at us with one of his eyes. Shout out to the eye of Gibson <laughs> <It'll>, on Twitter. <laughs> What's going on, Hoot? And uh, anyway, um, any thoughts on this, Lance? No, no. Keep on uh, rolling. I mean, they're great, nice. but I've I've seen enough of them through the years. Offer. I don't know if we can. There's like literally nothing else we can say about them. We've seen them now for four years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all and right. Yeah. Um. So we go then to the main event, and man, 
Uh, Ric Flair comes out and he's styling and profiling. It's him versus Michael P.S. Hayes for the uh, world heavyweight title. Uh, NWA titles on the line. A couple of things before I uh, throw it to both of you. Uh, no one chops like Flair. No one sells backdrops and begs for mercy and powders out the ring like Flair. He did that a million times back in the day. And I know people said that he did the same thing over and over. I never got tired of it. I mean, the whole first half of this match was Flair stalling. Um, I'm not complaining. It just stating what the obvious was. And I, it was what it was for its time. Um, Lance, uh, I'll throw it to you first. Thoughts on no, this match? No, I, I got to agree. Exactly. You know, it's it's a flair match, and that's what he did. You know, it's perfect. He's great. You notice that yeah. when uh, Rick came out, he had real fucking cops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't have no Barney Fife? No. He made sure he, made sure he had real, <laughs> the real deal. You know, the uh, thing about this, let me, let me jump in on this. You know, Hayes is going to feud here with uh, Flair in December and um, January and February. He's going to have, or mainly January, you're going to have a ton of matches with Flair. And then he ups and uh, goes, comes back to Dallas. I mean, he's a week later. He was only off a week and he's back in Dallas. And when he came back in Dallas, I was looking and he's like, wow, you know, he's really in shape. Maybe he, he's serious about music and maybe, you know, he wants to really do that and stuff. Because, I mean, I thought in my head, I'm thinking, okay, did he have back problems? Has he taken time off? He's really slimmed down. And then, then I look at the uh, the results, and the fact is, he's going two months straight with Flair. So uh, no wonder he's in good shape. Yeah, it was like being on a freaking treadmill nonstop, <laughs> twenty four hours a day, because he's in there with Flair working these long matches. I, I kept forgetting. I was I was actually going to ask you tonight when he goes back to Dallas, because I swore, like as we kept watching him in in eighty seven, I was like he goes back in December. And I was like, oh, that's not true. Nah, uh, mid February. Like, so yeah, it's it happens in eighty. I I kept thinking it happened in late late eighty eight, but uh, yeah, so it's coming. He's going back. Uh, so on to this match. Uh, Flair puts Hayes in the figure four. They do the old gimmick where Flair uses the rope for leverage. It takes three times before the ref catches it and breaks it. Uh, this this was the first match during this episode where the fan. Well, it's not the first match where they're into it, but the fans actually started to get into this thing. The finish. Uh, Hayes sunsets flips Flair. <laughs> Flair is in the pin attempt. They cut to black as the ref counts yeah. to two. There's no social media, no YouTube, nope. you know, no goddamn Come back digit- in seven days, motherfucker, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what they did us right here. We didn't have YouTube. We couldn't look this shit up nowhere, so we were screwed, and that's all it was. Um, other than that, I'll throw it to Hopper. Hopper, what were your thoughts on this match? I thought this was good. Man, this is the kind of shit that used to make me hate people that had cable when I was a kid. <laughs> like because, Lance. Uh, Lance had cable. That, I did have yeah. cable. <laughs> you know, because, uh, I mean, they get to watch good shit like this every week. They could just turn on the TV and just there it is. <laughs> it, it's true. It, it was fun. And, you know, Flair had been talking on TBS for years coming in. And, you know, they kept him special in those early days. He wouldn't be on every episode or he might just show up at the end to cut a cut an interview and it made it so special that you know he was in studio that day the world champion but uh no this is great you know they they hadn't had too many really matches through the years until it came to this they'd had a couple when Hayes had left uh Dallas for a couple of seconds in uh, early 84 I think they they had had a match in Florida um they you know through the years they could always bitch about Flair because he had lost their six-man title for him in Dallas when uh Hayes had lost the uh, loser leave town match, but no, no, it's it's great. They just uh, they screw you on the end, just the old time ending. Dude, they 
they screwed the fuck out of us at the end, man. Yep. Like you're watching it. I'm gonna I'm gonna fast forward it on the on the Patreon video. Um if you're not a patron, become one, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. It really helps support the show. You get the world class shows for as little as two bucks a month that Lance and I do uh every two weeks. Plus, Lance and I have some Q and A episodes coming up, so if you're if you're uh, you got questions for us and you're at the five dollar tier or above, send it to us. Booking the territory at gmail dot com, and we're gonna do question episodes or Q and A episodes. Also, uh, you get the um, the JCP NWA shows at the five dollar tier. I'm talking about the pay per views and Clash of Champions that are coming up in 1988. So send all that stuff in question wise, but become a patron and check it out. Go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT and uh, support us and all these great shows that we're putting out. Lance, you're doing well tonight, man. So um, I think, Doc, we might have to kick him to the curve as we're watching the end of this match, man. Um, Harper, I don't know what you think. Yeah. <laughs> don't stir the pot. <laughs> I'm just here. Doc to, Hoop, huh? I'm just trying to fill in here. Who's Doc? Whatever, Doc Michael, Hoop. <laughs> I was watching Michael Hayes do the old spot on Flair, throwing him off the top rope and I'm laughing because that, that was a move that Jerry Lawler didn't want to do with Flair because uh, he was so short. I'd say, man, Hayes is, they're out there working their ass off, man. They're going a long time as we try to get to the end of this thing where we actually see the sunset flip. Here it comes. So yeah. Hayes blocks a punch. Sunset flips Flair. Flair eventually goes down. I'm like, oh, shit, man. We're, we're really rocking and rolling. Are we even going to see the finish here? Yep. Nope. Two, and they go to black. <laughs> Harper, Dude. what were your thoughts when that happened? I'm- Imagine being a kid sitting there watching this, getting all into this shit, thinking this is it. This is when Flair loses the belt. Michael P.S. Hayes is going to be the champion. One, two, dump, and then a fucking a, a tied fucking detergent commercial comes on or something. What the fuck? Bro, look, they had just, actually, just amped it up. You know, they had just amped worse. it up. They cut to the fucking credits. They yeah. block and go to the credits. <laughs> We got hosed. What is this bullshit? Yeah. If they did this, if they did this nowadays, there would be a hashtag boycott WWE Network on fucking Twitter. I'll be great, man. If but they did that now, but they do it today. They did it back then, and you know what we did? Shit, we gotta make sure we tune in in seven days. Right. We gotta see how this. And I guarantee you, you made sure next week you were at home. Sitting there looking at the clock, waiting for this shit to come on, just to find out what the fuck happened. Yeah, I'm an expert at NASCAR because I always watch the last five minutes of Motor Week Illustrated, waiting on this to come on every Saturday. I mean, that's I mean, everybody remembers Dave Despain on Motor Week Illustrated. He does the freaking show still thirty years later, but you know, I turned it on those five minutes of that every week to uh, turn on the old show on TBS. Yeah, they they screwed us here. So uh, we don't get to see the results, so we're not going to tell you what happened. Yeah, We'll leave it at that. All right. um, So that's how they go off air as the credits roll. So, Lance, uh, you know what we normally do here? We we choose uh, someone to get the Rolex award, and we choose uh, someone to – someone gets the Rolex, and then we rate the episode. So um, I'll go first. Oh, go ahead. I'm going to give my Rolex to – Arn Anderson, he's probably got fifty of them by now, but I just I got to give it to Arn. That I I just he's so believable. Rick was great too, but Arn's getting my Rolex. Harper, who's getting your Rolex? It's uh, JJ. I almost went there because JJ was yeah. so damn good. Yeah, yeah. 
I'll give mine to JJ. Lance, who you got in mind? Well, I was going to say JJ, but I'll go on with Sullivan since he talked a lot and they're starting a big thing. I'll go with him, but uh, it's kind of tied with JJ because he he did so much by doing so little in that last uh, yes. interview. Mm-hmm. Yep, he. I mean, he, they don't he's... do anything that subtle. You never see that today. He's all in the background. Those others, life is good, and then that one, he's. You know, holy shit, the world's ending. What the hell's Lex saying? But it's still, he's you know, he's being subtle. But it's you know, you can see his face. It's it's just tremendous. I think it's great. You know what made it work even that much better is back then those promos weren't ten and fifteen minute marathons either. They were, you know, two minutes or less. And I feel like JJ just doing what he was doing as Lex rattled on for you know a minute and a half. I, I think it made it that much more impactful because he's just like. Well, this guy just shut up. So that less is more thing right there, I just thought really worked, man. JJ was really, really good there, so I got to agree. All right, we're going to rate this thing. This ain't Starcade Harper, but... I'll take it, bro. I'll take it seven days a week. This is... I feel like we had the Road Warriors, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair promos, Arn and Tully, JJ. I'm giving this an A+. Michael Hayes and Ric Flair at the end, long match. This shit's getting an A plus for me. What about you? Yeah, an A plus. Lance, this A plus. Uh, what do you give given it, Lance? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'll give it an A. I give it a, a few more minutes of that Michael Hayes. Any kind of ending, you know, or not just ending it at that point that really pissed me off. Um, I'd rather have Barry and Zabisco <laughs> at the end and finish it off, but that's just being picky. Um, it's an incredible roster. I mean, shit, every single. Uh, every single segment had a huge star, you know, somebody we consider huge. Yeah, this was, man, this was damn good. All right. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, this was a, this was a damn good episode. I really enjoyed this. And as you can tell, obviously the turn of Lex is definitely on the way. So, uh, we got that coming at us again, before we get out of here, I want to remind everyone, become a patron. It's tinyurlcom slash Patreon BTT. We're really having a lot of fun on those Patreon episodes. There are a few different tiers now, but if you want the world-class shows, you're definitely going to get them at the $2 tier plus the pre-shows and and, uh, miscellaneous shenanigans we do. And then at the $5 tier, which is what we just added, you're going to get the Jim Crocker Promotions pay-per-views going into 88, the Clash of the Champions going into 88, along with the Q&A episodes that Lance and I are doing also as well. So if you got questions for I on world-class, Mid-South, NWA, whatever, just send them in, bookingtheterritory at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to use our Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It is a great way to support this show on an ongoing basis. You don't spend anything extra, and the show gets a little kickback in return so I can pay the bills for the hosting service and Skype and everything else we use for the show. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, hoes, and side pieces in your life and tell them to use it. Hopper, make sure you give it to your hoes and side pieces. Yes. Not that, the link is what I'm talking hey about. Hey now, hey now. Dick, dog. <laughs> Wrap it up, Harper. Please wrap it up. Don't take life by the horns, man. There's too much out there. Uh, But Amazon.com, tinyurl.com slash Amazon, And don't forget, shirts are available at the Pro Wrestling Tee store. If you just go to Facebook.com slash Book in the Territory, get your Pro Wrestling. Click the link that says uh, 
shit, what does it say? Shop now, I think is what it says. And uh, the shirts are there. Also, check the links in the show description. The T Public Store, the Pro Wrestling T Store is all there. And then before we get out of here, also check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn every single Monday. The northern version of BTT, slightly classier and a little bit more professional as they give their take on the northern side, the WWF history. And then check out also ROH's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing each and every Monday as well on Monday mornings their show drops they do a little current they do a little mm, historical stuff as well still a good show nonetheless so check them out Lance I guess we should uh, before I throw it to Harper Harper because I want you to do the wild pla- wildcat plug uh, but Lance and I have to make a short a small announcement so this will give you time to look up the date because I know right. I always throw it to you like what uh, Lance uh, let's tell the people now we're recording this on March of 27 2019 uh, this will drop on April the 4th you and I are are losing our minds. We're going to do a live YouTube show after WrestleMania on April the 7th, correct? Yeah, short and sweet. We'll just hit a couple of points, and uh, we'll see. This is all Mike's idea. Mike's yes. driving me crazy Ugh. right now. He just had me watch an episode of World of Sport, which I would have never <laughs> lived my whole fucking life without watching, but it actually... <laughs> It actually was okay, and uh, it was about a thousand times better than I thought it would be once I got into it, and everybody should check it out. You will be shocked that you enjoy it, because I, I never wanted to watch any of that stuff, uh, but this was okay. Shout out to GA WrestleNut uh, on Twitter, BTT Hall of Famer. He's messing with you, but uh, that that also, if you're in the $5 tier, actually, if you're in the $7 tier and above, you can request a show. Uh, if you go to Patreon. Uh, dot com slash book in the territory you'll see exactly what i'm talking about or email i'm gonna me, need to i need a freaking menu to keep up with these tiers Gee, I, know, man. <laughs> I think we got i think we got too many we're at the kick but we're gonna, we may have to uh, trade back on some or kick back on some but anyway um we just did a, a review of world of sport as well for all the five dollar tiers and above so you can get that as well uh but wrestlemania lance and i will do a youtube live afterwards we're gonna keep it short because first off I- i'm not watching that whole show. I, I kind of want to see the filet of fish, like Hoppert says, the women's <laughs> match. I do want to see Brock and Seth, and I do want to see Kofi hopefully win the title. Uh, shout out to uh, at Fritz Von Malky, who does not want to see Kofi win on Twitter. But uh, I kind of want to see that. So I, I will watch those matches, but there's no way. Lance, six to seven hours and take notes on that? No, we're going to keep. So that means our post show is going to be like, maybe 30 minutes tops but it'll be live on youtube so go subscribe to our youtube channel uh, it's uh, tinyurl.com slash btt youtube and that way um and put the notifications on that way when we go live that sunday night hopefully that thing doesn't go to midnight god damn lance can you imagine Fuck. oh man Fuck that. <laughs> like when they were in dallas remember that remember the dallas show lance uh, don't no i don't want to talk about it. man that was the worst Ugh, I never want to go again unless it's maybe in Vegas in a few years or something. But not, uh, it's just will, such a beating. I will never go again. That was that was way too much. That was. And there's people that, that think was, we're crazy because there's people that go every year and travel and do it all. But man, my couch is just too comfortable. Dude, yeah. Hopper Hopper had free tickets last year, and how much did it take for you to actually go even with free tickets? Oh shit! It's <laughs> that, that kicked my ass, man. Was Fuck. Uh, <laughs> that's the worst. 
That ain't get home till like midnight, one o'clock in the fucking morning. I know. And you were there in your gimmick too, in your freaking hard body hopper freaking wrestling <laughs> outfit. He had them damn shoes on that I know were uncomfortable. <laughs> kids were falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, bro. Kids are falling asleep. I was falling asleep. Like it was legit. It was it was rough, pal. That's the best yeah. way to put it. Uh, all right, Hopper. Um, hit us with the um, hit us with the. You got the Wildcat date in front of you. April thirteenth, dog. Where's it at? At the Meisler Sportatorium Superdome at uh, Meisler Middle School. Uh, seven p.m. bell time. Yeah, seven p.m. bell time. Doors Tag open team at six. Tournament, man. Is um, are y'all gonna do the whole tournament that night, or you don't know? No, I mean it says it says round one, so I assume okay. it's you know the first round. I hope Lou yeah. and Perry lose. I hope they don't even show up. Do you have how many teams do you have in it? Just one or two? She got wait and find out, bro. What are you okay. fucking you 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 mark fuck? Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, as Harper insults me, um, go to wildcatsports dot com or go to facebook dot com. Uh, slash Wildcat Sports, you know, or just search Wildcat Sports and Entertainment on Facebook uh, for more information on the card. But uh, 7 p.m. bell time, doors open at 6 p.m. Harper's treating me like shit, and I don't really appreciate it. He's trying to make up for Doc tonight. He's playing heel. You know how he does. But in any case, um, hey, this was a fun show. So, Harper, you got anything else to plug before we get out of here? No, that's it. Lance, what about you, man? Um, Anything to plug? No, I hope I was barely passable. That's all I'm aiming for. Shit. Thanks for having Not me cool. on. <laughs> Doc who? We got a replacement. I think everybody's going to be down with this. So anyway, he's a, mate, he's a maintenance booker. <laughs> <laughs> Doc's out of here, man. We're done. Doc's Doc's done, man. Doc's out of oh, here. But if, if you want more of Lance and his historical perspective on world classes, he and I go through each week of the old, uh, I call it the Sunday show because that's when it came on in New Orleans, but it's the show from the Sportatorium. If you want more on that show, uh, as he and I cover each and every week of it, we're into '84 now. Uh, Kerry is about to win the NWA World Title from Ric Flair, so we've we've gone through the height of the I call it the height of the Freebird feud at this point with the Von Erics, uh, although it's still going on. Um, the height really kind of happened to me in '83, uh, but there's a lot more there, so there's a lot of meat on the bone. So check out the world class shows again. It's uh you get those for two bucks a month. Tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT and Lance does a great job there. So uh, for Mike and Lance and Hardbody Hopper, uh, Hopper, hit that tagline and get us out of here. Book it, bitch.
Before we get out of here this week, I just wanted to mention a couple of important things. One being, yes, the new Patreon service at the $5 tier. Remember, you're going to get the Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views, and Clash of Champions in 1988. You will also get Lance and I's Q&A sessions that we get from listeners such as yourself. So if you have questions, submit them at bookingtheterritory at gmail.com. I thought about using Twitter, but it would be just too many places for me to look for questions. So uh, please use bookingtheterritory at gmail.com. For the Q&A type episodes that Lance and I will do. Remember, the questions can be NWA related, Mid-South related, uh, WCW related with the stuff we've already covered. And uh, what else was there? Um, Oh, world class, of course. Can't forget about world class. And... As I'm thinking, asking you to possibly bump up your Patreon tier, not that you have to, because if you just enjoy getting the world-class shows and the pre-shows and the video reviews, then stay at the two-dollar tier. It's um, you know, it's it's fine. I understand, man. I, I I wanted to offer a little bit more, and Lance and I wanted to offer, and Doc and Harper and I wanted to offer a little bit more uh, for the higher-level tier. So there you go. Also, I've said it the last couple of weeks. Over two years ago, we first started the Patreon service on Podbean. So you know, before we get out of here and, and mention a couple other things, I wanted to just, um, you know, mention a couple of people that are either at the two-year mark or near it or have actually hit the one-year mark as well. If I miss you, I apologize. But the two-year anniversary patrons include Marty Howell, Boone Howard, Twit Dust, a.k.a. Dustin, Tim Morecci, the BTT Research Department and Hall of Famer, Wayne G., David DeVries, BTT Hall of Famer, Josh Warren, BTT Hall of Famer, Dan Verner, Coleman 822 is a Hall of Famer, K-Stone 9709, Frog Zeppelin, Voodoo Moon Baby, Mark Wilson, At Thin Man Within, Sean Sparks, and At Thin Man Within is a Hall of Fame as well, patron, Sean Sparks, who is at Sparks Third Coast on Twitter, at Spyboy Sports Cap, Alan, thank you for being a Hall of Famer, Drew FN Media, David Cameron, Chuck Erd 58, Slider 91 US Hall of Famer, Troy Anspa, the FXC, Jim Vinsky, Steven CG, T-Hog 94 Hall of Famer, SV Pageant Hall of Famer, Moondog, Gerald Green the Third Hall of Famer, and now I look I'm sure I missed a name or two because of the move to Patreon. It's a little hard to track how long each member has been. It doesn't allow me to filter it the right way. But all of you out there, I believe if you're not at two years, you're close. So thank you very much. And many of you are still using the Podbean Patreon service. So if you are, consider the move to Patreon because, man, there's so much more Patreon offers. And I may be doing something special coming up. I'm just not sure if I can do it yet. But... Uh, It related to if you make the switch. More news on that coming. If I missed you in this shout-out for the two-year Hall of Famers, just email me, bookingtheterritory at gmail.com, and I'll try to get you fitted into the next shout-outs for the two-year or the one-year. Okay? So I appreciate that. Also, I want to shout-out the... Hall of Fame patrons, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott, at GA WrestleNut, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. at Hess Pint Point. Can't forget Marlon's Twitter. Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Super Duper Hall of Famer Mike Childry, Super Duper Hall of Famer K underscore Row 86, and Super Duper Hall of Famer Hall of Fame Disrespectfully Classy Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean at YRC21, Josh Dunn, at Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Arecci, the research department, 
Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Josh Fields, Chris Meyer, Gerald Green III, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, Slider 91 US, David DeVries, Frog Zeppelin, SV Pageant, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at by, at God, I always mess this up. Sorry, Alan. At Spy Boy Sports Cap. Ari Miller, 39, Dustin Roberts, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinoza, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Brown, and Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman 822, Marty Howell, T Hog94. Thanks for being Hall of Fame patrons. Appreciate it. Hey, if you are at your seventh month or beyond, because at seven months at the $9 level or above, you get a t shirt. If I haven't reached out to you, Email me, bookintheterritory at gmail.com, and I will get it out to you ASAP. It's not on purpose. It's just uh, the move to Podbean, Patreon, it's all messed up. So I can't always tell the exact month you're at. So, again, if you're at your seven month, reach out to me. I'll get you out your T-shirt. Also, if you're at your six month or 12th month at $20 level, uh, let me know. I'll get you out your next T-shirt, too. Um, and I think that's it related to the T-shirts. Uh, if you're at the $9 level, so after you get your T-shirt at seven months, you get another one once a year. So let me know, and I'll make sure I get you out your T-shirt too, uh, each each and every year, okay? Uh, and I think that's all I got. Oh, I want to shout out uh, my buddy Mike Pru from the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast. Uh, Mike and his buddy JV, they break it down a career, Stone Cold Steve Austin, month by month, weekly as well. Uh, they're currently in 1998. They go, you know... They, they've gone back as far as 96, but they're currently in 98. Dive in. Check them out. Uh, they are at, at the Bottom Line Cast on Twitter. You can listen to their show at iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play. Just search Bottom Line Wrestling Cast, and you will find them. That's all I have. Thanks, as always, for being patrons. Appreciate it. You guys are the best. Couldn't do this show without you. And, uh, again, thanks to all the two-year patrons and above, or two-year anniversary patrons. Uh, we appreciate your patronage. I mean, you help make this show go. So as Hard Body Hopper always says before he gets out of here, book it, bitch.